Okay, good morning, great people. Tis, I'm glad to be coming your way again. Is yours sincerely beloved, um, Madwabuchi Nuji. Um, I'm here again on the Young Leaders Podcast. Yes, I'm excited to be here again for another episode of Moments of Truths where we dig deep into God's word and bring out, you know, um, the principles of God's word that we can apply in our everyday lives so we can become the leaders that God has created us to be. And just in case you have not joined our Facebook community, I would want to encourage you because we give out a lot of content on that place, on that platform. Um, join us just search for the group young leaders community and join that community we do a lot of programs and you would not want to be left out on all of our digital packages that we put up there to help your spiritual and leadership development okay let's dive right into what we have today okay as i studied and looked through the scriptures the lord began to open my eyes and open me up to a number of things and i want to um, crystallize those things to us in nuggets and in such a way that we'll be able to understand them and i pray that the lord will help us in the name of jesus father we come into this section into your hands and we ask oh god that you help us spirit of life give life to your word and let it illuminate our souls and spirits and bring about the impact that you desire in our lives in the name of jesus amen okay let's dive into it i want to talk about possessing your possession wow that's a very <laughs> familiar topic right yeah i know it is very very um, familiar possession um, topic possessing your possession we hate a lot we use it a lot you know in a lot of prayers and all of all that we want to really understand what that is and um, what our expectation is because there's a saying that goes um, that everything worthwhile is an uphill tax how true everything worthwhile is an uphill tax that's very true and the reason is because uh, for you to possess truly possess what belongs to you you must engage in battle for you to possess what truly belongs to you you must engage in battle there's nothing that comes cheap there's nothing good that comes cheap you have to what engage in battle and guess what that thing even belongs to you but yet you have to engage in battle in order for you to possess it so that business you want to strive to become um you know on top of it it belongs to you but you have to engage in battle you have to battle you know in order for you to get it that marriage you dream for you have to battle for you to get it whatever it is that you want to achieve whatever possession you want to possess on this earth you have to battle your way through in order for you to get it and how do i know um deuteronomy chapter 2 deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24 precisely god speaking to the children of israel he said rise take your journey and cross over the river aaron look i have given into your hand sihon the amorite king of hesdon and his land 
begin to possess it and engage him in battle so you have to engage you know battle in order for you to possess now the children of israel had gotten to the place where they should start possessing the land that god had promised them and he said okay look at this place you have to go now engage them in battle and begin to possess it even though it has been given to them by god already but they had to um um, engage battle in order for them to possess it so let's look at some facts about life's battle for possession now uh, as you're going through the true life battling for your possessions because this comes in different stages and phases in life growing up at some point you know you, you just have to go to school you know and that becomes the battle you are facing and you are fighting you know you just have to make it to school you have to gain admission when you get into school the battle you are facing is that you have to you know come out with a good grade you know make sure that you position your life for what it ought to be you know when you're done with that you know the next battle is, is getting established you know you know so you can be able to get um, you know settled in life early and all that then the next thing is who, who am i going to marry you know so just like that like that life is in phases and each phase comes with its own battle all right so when they came to start possessing the land there are some things i want to point out that as you engage this life's battle in possessing what god has destined for you to possess part time there are certain things you have to have at the back of your mind there are certain things that you have to know okay by the wisdom of god um by the wisdom of god's word so that you can begin to position yourself for victory are you getting me now all right so the first fact about life's battles for possession that i want to bring um to your notice is that you cannot win on your own you know uh, without the backing of god you cannot win life's battles on your own without the backing of god how do i know in deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 42 god told moses all right that he should tell the people not to go up in battle because he wasn't with them lest they get defeated by their enemies what does that mean this means that any battle you fight without the backing of god you will end up defeated to your enemies whether it is the battle against sin is the battle against poverty is the battle against um, um, delays the battle against struggles the battle against stagnation whatever that battle is if you engage that battle without the backing of god you are guaranteed to lose to the enemy because you know god had told the children of Israel to go initially they didn't want to go they rebelled against god and then god was angry with that generation and then he vowed that they would not enter the and then later they made up their mind that they want to go but god now told tell them not to go because i'm no longer with them do you get the point so in any battle you are facing the first thing you should look forward to is is god with me in this battle I want to get married is God with me in this particular marriage I'm planning to go into I want to get into this particular line of business the first question is is God with me that's the first thing you have to get um, clear on once God is with you then you are guaranteed of success Moses understood this fact he said that uh, we will not leave here if your presence does not go with us are you getting the point now okay so that's one fact you must know that you cannot life is more spiritual than physical so you must engage it from the spiritual dimension if you don't have your ally which is god almighty backing you up spiritually then you you may not be able to you know succeed 
physically even when you put all the requisite efforts needed number two thing is that not all lands are yours to possess this is a very strong fact that it is not all lands that are yours to possess it is true that the bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 24 that wherever the sole of your foot shall tread upon you shall possess you need to read that scripture in context God was was telling them based on this jurisdiction he even gave the boundaries of the land he was referring to that wherever your legs step on within this boundary I am giving it to you now when you read Deuteronomy chapter 2 okay when you get to from verse 4 5 8 9 and verse 19 god was telling the children of israel that now that you have gotten to this place as you 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 get to the the descendants of esau all right you must not middle with them you must not try to possess whatever um, possess their land or engage them in battle because i have given the mountain of i mean the mount Seir to them as a possession God had given it to them as a possession and they were not permitted to engage them in battle whatsoever. Are you getting the point? And the same thing happened to the sons of um, Lot as well. Alright? That they are not permitted. He said that when they get to, um, to Ammon, that God has given um, Ammon as a possession because it is it belongs to the descendants of Lot. So if the children of Israel decides to want to fight um, the Amorites, which are the descendants of Lord, for their land, then it is not going to work because God will not be with them. God has given that possession. That land belongs to another group of people entirely. He continued to lead them through and tell them the one, the land that doesn't belong to them, the one that belongs to them. And then when they eventually got to the land that belonged to them, he said, wherever the soul of your foot step here, it doesn't matter who is occupying it or how big they are, I am giving it to you. So that means you have to contend to find out what is my land where is my place which mountain belongs to me mantia belongs to lot you know i mean um the descendants of esau all right you have the that the boundaries of the moa belongs to that of um the descendants of lot which one belongs to you which mountain of influence is yours? Is it the education mountain? Is it the media? Is it the government? Is it the economy? Is it the religious? Which of them? Alright? You need to find out which mountain belongs to you. And then stay there. Don't try. You, even within the mountain, there, you can't possess all. There are, you have a place within that mountain. So you must find your place in the value chain and possess it. And possess it very well. That's the way you rise to the top of the mountain. When you find that, the Bible says that God will put the fear of you in the hearts of your enemies. Are you getting the point now? So not all land belongs to you. You need to be very specific as to which way is your land which land a lot of young people unfortunately have not discovered their land they are busy contending with the sons of esau for their possession that god has already given them it's not going to work they are busy contending with the children of lords the descendants of you know you know I, what i mean by that is they are busy you know competing or um, trying to possess the land that god has given to somebody else god has given somebody that unique ability that unique gifting in order to prosper in those areas and you are busy 
fighting and trying to get that thing that God has not given to you. But when you find your mountain, wherever the sole of your feet steps upon within that mountain you will possess, gates begins to open, doors begins to open because you have been called into the uh, economy world. So whether as an accountant or as a business person, you find out that doors begins to open in their own accord for you because you are in your mountain and you begin to possess. Alright? So, that's number two thing. Not all lands are yours to possess. Find your land and possess it. Number two, the, the, the third point is in every land of promise or possession, there are always giants already there. Whatever land of promise or possession you want to look forward to, there are giants already there. If it is the land of promise of good marriage, there are giants already there that are out there to destroy marriages. If it is um, business, the economic situation of most countries and nations right now is positioned in a way not to even help you survive, to kill your small businesses and all that. You get there are giants there that will oppose you in every mountain it is that you want to possess. Now the question is not whether they are giants or not. The question is are you willing to engage them? Are you getting the point now? Are you willing to engage them? Even the descendants of Esau and Lot had to engage giants. Let me read it to, to you. Deuteronomy chapter 2. I'll read from verse 20 to 21. Deuteronomy chapter 2 from verse 20 to 21. Let me read that very briefly. And he said, That was also regarded as the land of giants. Giants formerly dwelt there, and the Amorites called them Zamzumim, a people as great and numerous and tall as the Akims. But the Lord destroyed them before them and dispossessed them and dwelt and they dispossessed them and dwelt in their place are you getting the lord destroyed these um great giants that were numerous and they were as tall as the akims the bible says that but the lord destroyed them before the children of um, um, um moab right that's the descendants of lots god destroyed them and the moabite the descendants of lots dispossessed them and dwelt in their place so in the mountain in the land where you know god had destined that the sons of lots are going to possess there we are giants there already the same was the case with with that of esau there were giants there but god because they fought with god god helped them to dispossess them so whatever mountain you want to take up whether it is the mountain of education mountain of media mountain of entertainment mountain of government mountain of um, 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 whatever mountain it is that you want to you you are you have been called to take there are giants there there are giants who will fight you to want to frustrate you who will fight you to want to but you must be willing to contend now no matter how insurmountable they are because these giants can be in the form of laws that are against you you know in form of people who deliberately want to frustrate you the economic situation of the country you know sometimes it might be natural disasters sometimes it might be just about anything all right you, know, you must, no matter how insurmountable they are or appear with God, they can be brought down. So there are two dimensions of, 
of giants I want to bring to our notice. Number one is the physical, which I just mentioned. Number two is the spiritual. There are spiritual giants that, claim, that lay claim on every mountain. Alright, if, if you don't pledge allegiance to them, you would not go forward. You have to now, with spiritual intelligence, align very well with God in order to dispossess them. So you dispossess those mountains, those giants that are laying claim on those mountains. They are, they are, you hear stuff like the God of soccer. You hear stuff. Those things are not just words. It's true. Because there are spirits that have laid claim to certain um, a mountain, mountain of entertainment, mountain of media, that they, you would have to pledge allegiance to them if you really want to write. Otherwise, there is a level you cannot get past. But if you want to get to the very pinnacle and height of it, you have to pledge allegiance to that spirit. But we have the Almighty God. We serve the Almighty One who is the Father of all, who is the God of gods and who is the Spirit of spirits. Are you getting? So, if you pledge allegiance with God, you don't have to pledge allegiance to any other spirit. But if you want to do it on your own, I can tell you there is a limit of success you will get. You can only get to by your strength. You cannot exceed it. Because you must pledge allegiance to that spirit. And if you are not willing to, to, to do that, then you will be, be prepared to remain a mediocre for the rest of your life. So, the fourth thing I want to bring to our, our notice is... That's the first, the fourth fact about life's battle in trying to possess your possession is that you overcome the battles um, for your inheritance first in the spirit before you possess it in the physical. You have to win it in the spirit before you possess it in the physical. It's not the other way around. You don't win it physically and then possess it, you know, then um, um, have it in the spirit. No, you win it and possess it in the spirit before you see the manifestation in the physical. A very graphic picture. The children of Israel lost the battle in their spirit, in their mind, in the realm of the spirit before physically. So they have lost the battle in their mind and when uh, when the spies brought the evil uh, report they they had lost it they started murmuring against god and all that they lost it completely such that when they even summoned courage later after moses spoke and reminded them of all that god that had done they summoned courage to want to go ahead god says see don't worry i'm not with you if you go you are going to be defeated they they, they still rebelled went ahead and they were defeated because they had already lost it it took another generation entirely god had to raise another generation 40 years represent a generation they had to wait god had to wait for another generation to rise it is that generation that now fought that battle because a particular generation lost the battle in the spirit so we must be careful the way we, we murmur and we say, ah, you know, the country is not working, this and that, our government is this, this and that and that. Wherever it is you are listening to me from, whichever country it is, no matter what situation that surrounds you, you must understand the facts, uh, you must understand the facts, man, that God is able. So do not murmur. Think about the great things he has done before. He had helped you several times. That you are listening to me is a proof that God has been faithful in your life. Are you getting? When you look at those things, you say, I judge you faithful. That regardless of the giant that stands before me, the challenges before me, I am going to get through this. I've always done and I'm going to do it again. 
are you getting the point now okay so any battle that we are engaging we must put in our mind that it must first be one in the spirit before it can manifest physically before it can manifest um, physically so i would want to encourage us please do not be um do not be quick to feel discouraged and then begin to murmur because when you do that it empowers the enemy more and more to gain victory over our lives we must learn like david to encourage ourselves and the lord and then engage these battles of life we must be busy every day engaging the battle of life you can't run away from it that's the way we win that's the way champions are made by engaging battles as i prepare to begin to round up i want to now talk about how to possess your possession how can i begin to possess my possession so that i can begin to see tangible results in my life i have three i would want to mention very quickly number one is commit god to your battles and plans i'll say that again commit god to your battles and plans because if God is not with you, <laughs> just like the first fact we stated, there's nowhere you are going to. You can't win. You can't win. And that's why sometimes, that's the reason why we, we make plans and make plans and make plans. And it looks as though, uh, you know, this is the beginning of the year. We've had a lot of, um, of plans outlined out. And, you know, so that, that this, are, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And then at the end of the year, we find out that we did not even achieve up to 2% of what we had written down at the beginning of the year. Out of 20, 30 things that you, you only did one. Why? Because you did it, you know, you, you were trying to do it on your own. You did not commit God into it. Alright? Now, the Bible said, how do I commit God? That's what I'm trying to say. Now, the scripture said in the book of Psalms, chapter 37 and verse 5, it said, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him and He will bring your plans to pass. So, it is God that brings our plans to pass. The scripture says that many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord that orders his step. At the end of the day, it is God that is doing the job. So if you want him to be involved in that challenge you are going through, now commit him. If you want him to bring your plans to pass, commit him to your plans. How do I do that? Let me say Mention three ways, three strategic ways. Maybe we are going to do you know, an in-depth study of this much later. But number one way that you can commit God into um, um, your plans and your battles is by um, establishing a covenant with God. Psalms chapter 50 and verse 5, it says, Gather to me my saints who, who have made covenant with me by sacrifice. So you have to give a seed of sacrifice. You have to give a seed of sacrifice. That's one. So sowing a seed, a seed of faith. You go ahead and you sow a seed and you say, okay, you take this, something that will cost you. Package it and you say, Father, I'm using this according to your word, with understanding, according to your word, to commit you to my plans for this year. 
help me make this happen. A lot of people do this, but without understanding, so they don't get the result. But when you do it with understanding, that if I commit the Lord to my plans, He would help me bring them to pass. And the way to do that is through sacrifice. Uh, okay, there are three ways to it. Number one is by doing this, I just said. So, getting something packaging money or whatever thing just make sure that that thing is a sacrifice it costs you something all right and you package it and then you take it to god all right either you sow it into the life of a man of god or you take it before the altar of god and drop it there and just you and god understands and you say father this i am giving sacrificially to commit my plans to your hand you can do it for the your plans for the entire year or you can do it for a particular plan you're pursuing a particular project you want god to be involved in it you know you sow into it as long as it is legitimate and god will back you up are you getting all right the second way is by act of sacrifice you can decide to so um, in terms of action you can decide to embark on a particular spiritual program or you know you can decide to you know one one act of sacrifice that you will do all right remember this was what solomon did all right he sacrificed so much that god had to leave heaven and say what do you want and then the third way you can actually engage, you know, this sacrifice is by vowing. All right. Just like um, Hannah. H Hannah came to God in Shiloh and said, Lord, you know, uh, I need a son and you need a priest. Let's, let's have an agreement. If you give this boy to me, I will give him back unto you. That was a vow and that committed God because she answered the need. God. So look for a need in the church. Look for a need after God's heart and vow to do that thing if God would be committed to your plans and then it would work. The, the bottom line is commit God to your um, plans. Commit him to your battles. Whatever he is not committed to, he is not obligated to. Alright, so be deliberate about it. Don't assume Alright, be deliberate about this thing and commit God to your plans and then you see great things begin to happen. Number two is walk with God. Walk with God. Become a carrier of His presence. It's one thing to be in God and it's another thing to walk with Him. A lot of us are in God. We are in God through Jesus Christ. We believe in Jesus. We go to church. We answer Christian names. We do you know, you know, church stuff. But we do not walk with God. What does it mean to walk with God? Is by keeping, uh, walking by the Spirit, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. I do not want to use, you know, keeping His commandments because we are not under the law anymore. But what we are under now is the leadership of the Holy Spirit. They we are under the law before, but we are under the leadership of the Spirit of God. So your ability to follow the leading of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is the author of scriptures. As I'm bringing this wisdom from God's word to us, our ability to, you know, to assimilate and take these instructions and begin to act um, on them is what it means to walk with God. So let's walk with God. Let's walk with God. Let me read something to you very quickly from Deuteronomy. All right, from Deuteronomy chapter eleven, verse twenty-two to twenty-four. Deuteronomy chapter eleven, from verse twenty-two to twenty-four. Hear what God says: For if you carefully keep all these commandments which I have commanded you to to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, 
and to hold fast to him. Then the Lord will drive out all these nations from before you, and you will dispossess greater and mighty nations than yourself. Every place on which your soul of your feet treads shall be yours, from the wilderness of Lebanon, from the rivers and the river Ephrates, even to the western sea, shall be your territory. Are you saying that? It says, no man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will be, will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the lands where you dread, just as he has said to you. Okay? So that is what will happen when you walk with God. God will fight for you. That is where that scripture will comes into um, into manifestation that wherever the soul of your feet steps on within the ambience of your purpose of your territory you will possess because God is with you you are walking according to the leading of the spirit you're not just walking carelessly now the fourth thing you have to do number one is what number one is commit God to your battles and plan. Number two is walk with God. Number three is align yourself with what God is doing. Align yourself with um, what God is doing. Okay? Only um, uh, 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 um, only don't um, alright. Okay? So align yourself. Align yourself, align yourself, align yourself, okay? Don't, because it is when you are aligned that God can move. Faith without work is dead. And when I mean align yourself with what God is doing, it means that there is something, there is what God can do and there is also your responsibility. So you can't leave your responsibility and expect God to do your responsibility now when you do what god asks you to do when you do what you are supposed to do then you are aligning yourself with what god is doing some of us are in great seasons in our lives and then god says okay you need to fast you know um every um at least three times in a week more than the ones you you are you are used to you need to embark on spiritual programs monthly you need to do this you need to do that you know you know he, he begins to give us specific instructions that we should do you get it is now for us to align with that when we align with that boom god moves into action and he begins to do great things for us are you following are you getting my point now god aligns immediately and the things begin to work only us can stop god from moving when he wants to move in our lives and we do that by our irresponsibility. So imagine a particular man in a very sensitive season of his life, and then God tells him to begin to sow seeds, and then he feels that ah, maybe the devil is beginning to. That because of his irresponsibility to act on that thing that God asked him to do, he would not get the result God intends to for him to get, and that season might pass and it might take another forty years. Who knows? Okay, so. Um, with that, I would bring this um, podcast to um, a close, this episode 
to a close and i want to give opportunity to those who are listening to me and have not made it right with jesus because you see all of all this i'm saying belongs to those who are in the shipfold of christ and if you do not belong to god you you may not be passing through um, experiencing a lot of challenges because you are just like that chick in the backyard of the uh, of the enemy all right You're, during christmas season we have livestock that we have bought you know feeding them waiting you know we feed them we take care of them you know um just waiting for 25th of december to come so that uh, they will serve their purpose that's how some a lot of people are in you know in, in the world they are it looks as though they are doing good you know the devil is not after them because they belong to him they belong to that camp you get to but he can lay hand on them at any time and just you know do whatever he wants to do with them you want to leave that camp and you want to come into the camp of life just say this prayer after me say lord jesus i accept that i'm a sinner i know that i have wronged you in several ways please forgive me i accept you this day as my lord and personal savior I acknowledge that you are the son of God. I acknowledge that you died on the cross of Calvary and was raised by the Father on the third day and was ascended into heaven and currently reigns and sits at the right hand of the Father. Come and be the Lord and personal savior of my life and help me to overcome all life's battles as I embark on my journey towards meeting you in eternity. Thank you righteous father in Jesus name. Amen. If you just said that prayer a big congratulations and welcome to the family of God. Okay? Look for a Bible believing church, be a part of it. You can join our young leaders community platform on Facebook so you can get more of God's word and grow in the spirit. I would like to hear from you. Do well to chat me up, drop um a message and the Lord will bless you as you do so in the name of Jesus. Till we uh, meet another time till I come your way again. Thank you. Stay blessed and keep being the leader that you already are. God bless you.